19 Nocturne Boulevard. Nocturne Boulevard? Not far. When you hit Howard, hang a right. Howard meets Philip at a weird kind of angle. Then you cross James and Paul. You can't miss Nocturne. It's just past the automat. 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Your address for suspenseful stories of the speculative, strange, and supernatural. Tonight's story is... Bread Overhead, adapted from a story by Fritz Leiber. Yes, this is 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Won't you step inside? Did you have any trouble finding it? What do you mean, what kind of a place is it? Why, it's a lovely white bread future, by way of 1958. Can't you tell? Why don't you jump out the window, Roger, remembering to shut the airlock after you? You have about as much chance of talking me into marriage as the starving Ukrainian kulak now that Moscow's clapped on the interdict. A lot of things are going to be different around here, Meg. As soon as the board is forced to admit that only my quick thinking made it possible to bring the name of Puffyloaf in front of the whole world. Puffyloaf could do with a little of that. The way sales have been, it won't be long before fairy bread just waltzes right in and asks us to take the big jump. But just where does your quick thinking come in? Well, I... You can't be referring to the helium. That was Rose Thinker's brainwave. Well, I... You birthed another promotional bumble, Roger. I can see it in your eyes. Well, well, I... I only hope it's not as big a one as when you put the Martian ambassador on 3D Live and he thanked you profusely for the gross of puffy loaves, assuring you that he'd never slept on a softer mattress in all his life. Listen to me, Meg. Today, yes, today... You're going to see the board eating out of my hand. Ha! I guarantee you won't have any fingers left. You're bold enough now, but when Mr. Grice and those two big robots come through that door... Now, wait a minute, Meg. Hush! They're coming now. As your duly elected congresswoman, I am so pleased to be able to come here and officiate at this uh, very splendid and worthwhile uh, endeavor. New bread-making plant. Bread-making? It looks like a giant robot centipede. The tour they're about to... So pleased to see you, congresswoman. If you would step right this way. I am so pleased to be able to be the first to see your new bread-making facility. This is a great step forward. <laughs> In every sense of the word. For bread-making, for the United States, and of course, for the Puffy Loaf Corporation. Made up of tiny wheat tin moats and reinforced with sturdy oats, it rises through the air and floats. The bread on which all Terra dotes. Thank you, Miss Winterly. Though a purely figurative statement, that bit about rising through the air always gets me. Here. This is a historic occasion in old Puffy's long history, the inauguration of the helium-filled loaf. So light, it almost floats away. In which that inert and heaven-aspiring gas replaces old-fashioned carbon dioxide. 
Kudos for Rose Thinker, whose bright relays, genius, sparked the idea. <laughs> and also for Roger Snedden, who took care of the nuts and bolts, so to speak. Each of our walking mills is a self-contained production factory. Spike to loaf in one operation? You've read our literature. <laughs> of course. Thanks, Hank. Right. So it, uh... Crawls all over the field, harvesting the wheat? Harvests, threshes, quick dries, and grinds. Of course. Must bake as well. Impressive. Ah, but that's just the front half. And then bread comes out the, um, the southern end? <laughs> Why don't we go and see? Hop on. Why, they're terribly long, aren't they? Thirty gleaming and fully automated yards of bread-making efficiency. What's that? What? Up there. Soviet spy planes? They're awfully small for planes. Oh my goodness, it's... it's... By the by, Snedden, that was a brilliant piece of work getting the helium out of the government. They've been pretty stuffy lately about their monopoly. Uh, yeah. Uh, about that... <clears throat> Ever since the first cave wife boasted to her next dead neighbor about the superior paleness and fluffiness of her tortillas, mankind has sought lighter, whiter bread. Indeed, thinkers wiser than myself have equated the whole upward course of culture with this poignant quest. Yeast was a wonderful discovery for its primitive day. Sifting the bran and wheat germ from the flour was an even more important advance. Skip ahead. We all know the history. Bread is now 20 times stronger by weight than steel and of a lightness so great that it has even been capitalized on by our conscienceless competitors of fairy bread with their enduring slogan, It Makes Ghost Toast. That's a beaut, all right. That ecto-dough blurb. Wait a sec. How about there be bread overhead? Rises through the air is figurative, not literal. Uh, of course, I, I, I wonder what the stuff tastes like. I wonder what taste tastes like. Well, Rose, I'm glad to keep you trying to out-jingle those dirty crooks at Fairy Bread anyway. I'm sure you'll come up with something. Only about a half hour away. It was a business meeting, dear. I couldn't very well say that... Right, you're right. You're always... I have the list right here. Bread? What the devil? Birds? Jeepers, creepers! The next great advance in the baking art was the substitution of purified carbon dioxide for the gas generated by yeast organisms, thus leaving no corpses in situ. Ew, but even purified carbon dioxide is itself a rather repugnant gas. Therefore, we of Puffy Loaf are taking today what may be the ultimate step in purity. We are aerating our loaves with a noble gas, helium. An element which remains virginal in the face of all chemical temptations and whose slim molecules are 11 times lighter than obese carbon dioxide. 
And I said to her, I said, What in blazes? That's not what I said. No. Look. Look. Great googly moogly, whatever do you think that could be? Spice thing. Thingies. Soviets. Pass me the walkie-talkie. Where? In my laundry basket. I give you the helium loaf. Here, here. And now, for the moment of truth. Miss Winterly, how is the helium loaf selling? Uh, it isn't, Mr. Grice. Fairy Bread is outselling Puffyloafs by an infinity factor. So far this morning, there has not been one single delivery of Puffyloafs to any sales spot. Complaints about non-delivery are pouring in. Sisters, and now let us give thanks to the Lord our God. How Lord be His name? Can I get an amen? Amen. Oh, look at that! Ow. Our Father that art in heaven, look down upon us, a wretched sinners. Forgive us for our annoyance of others. <laughs> we are a repentful people. Give us this day, Lord, our daily. Holy cow! Ignore City, the audio fiction rock musical, is now part of the Fantasy Network. In this post-apocalyptic future where technology is outlawed, Devin Rimpa, a scrappy spike messenger, befriends a sentient robot head named Saner0805. She embarks on a grand adventure through Ignore City to save civilization before government agents catch up with her. It's Futurama meets the Terminator, but with singing. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and podcast platforms everywhere. Mr. Stedden, what bug in the new helium process might account for this delay? Uh, I, I can't imagine, sir, unless... Just possibly, there's been some unforeseeable difficulty involving the new metal foil wrappers. Metal foil wrappers? Were you responsible for those? Yes, sir. Last-minute recalculations showed that the extra lightness of the new loaf might be great enough to cause drift during stackage. Metal foil wrappers, by their added weight, took care of the difficulty. And you ordered them without consulting the board? Yes, sir. Uh, there was hardly time at- You fool! I noticed the order for metal foil wrappers, assumed it was some subsecretary's mistake, and canceled it last night! In other news, Glorious Gremlin announces it will brook no interference in its treatment of the Ukrainian upstart. This flying bread is clearly bourgeoisie invitation to join capitalists in cloud Google land. As we have no defense contracts with the Puffy Loaf Corporation, we can take no responsibility for their erratic delivery methods. Citizens are warned to report any instances of the airborne bread, particularly any low-flying loafs. They have been reported as booby-trapped. Reports have been coming in all morning of deaths. The capitalist running dog lackeys will do anything to damage our national contentment. You, you, you canceled the order. 
and, and told them to go back to the lighter plastic wrappers? Of course. Just what's behind all this, Mr. Snedden? What got you so worried when our physicist demonstrated months ago that the helium loaf was safely stackable in light breezes, even up to Beaufort Scale 3? Why would a change in wrappers result in non-delivery? Uh, well, uh, well, uh, you, you see, the fact is that, that I... Uh... Hold it. Triple urgent message from Public Relations Safety Division. Tulsa Topeka Aero Express makes emergency landing after being buffeted an encounter with vast flight of objects initially described as brown birds. What's that got to do with- After grounding safely near Emphoria, no fatalities. Pilot's windshield found thinly plastered with soft white and brown material. Emblems on plastic wrappers embedded in material identify it incontrovertibly as undetermined number of puffy loaves cruising at 3,000 feet. LFX to the United States. No millet shortage here. Misleading report of blight on crops. Delhi is in no need of relief packages and can feed own people. Need no additional help. Expecting usual deliveries by end of week. Alright, I did it! But it was the only way out. Yesterday morning, Due to the Ukrainian crisis, the government stopped sales and delivery of all strategic stockpiled materials, including helium gas. How heavy. Handed. <laughs> Puffy's new program of advertising and promotion based on the lighter loaf was already rolling. There was only one thing to do. There being only one other gas comparable in lightness to helium. You didn't. I did. I diverted the necessary quantity of hydrogen gas from the hydrogenated oil section of our magnum margarine division and substituted it for the helium. debate rages as to what to do with the consistently buoyant loaves. The U.S. Army had this to say. Extreme measures are being considered, possibly even to the extent of using fusion technology to dissipate the flock. But at a rally yesterday, scientists spoke out. Exploding a bomb among the loaves would be devastating, setting off a chain reaction. I must send a message. No more deaths from flying bread. More at the top of the hour. You substituted hydrogen for the helium. Hydrogen is twice as light as helium. And many times cheaper. Yes, I substituted hydrogen. The metal foil wrapping would have added just enough weight to counteract the greater buoyancy of the hydrogen loaf. So when this morning's bread loaves began to arrive at the delivery platforms of the walking mills... Exactly. Let me ask you, Mr. Snedden. Did you expect people to jump to the kitchen ceiling for their puffy bread after taking off the metal wrapper? Or maybe reach for the sky if they happen to have the misfortune to unwrap the stuff outdoors? Mr. Grice, you yourself have often assured me that what people do with puffy bread after they buy it is no concern of ours. And he did say unto the prophet Bredadiah to watch the skies, yea, for even the staff of life may be used to smite, and manna may fall from the heavens and crush the unworthy. 
What do you think of this disturbing trend in apocalyptic jargon, Father O'Malley? Oh, the Pope hasn't ruled yet on the bread's miracle status. I expect it depends a great deal on where it finally touches down, Phyllis. Until then, it's all up in the air. Oh, boy! Hydrogen! The loaf's unwrapped! After a while, in spite of the crust seal, a little oxygen diffuses in. An explosive mixture. Housewife in curlers and kimono pops a couple slices in the toaster. Boom! Holy canola! Uh... So you see, Roger, that the non-delivery of the hydrogen loaf carries some consolations. Oh, yes. And I must confess that one aspect of the affair gives me great satisfaction. Not as a board member, but as a private machine. You have at last made a reality of our theme song. It indeed now rises through the air. By now, half the inhabitants of the Great Plains must have observed our flying loaves. The hell you say? Stop the mills! Absolutely, sir. A sensible suggestion, but it comes a trifle late in the day. If the mills are working to capacity, approximately 7 billion puffy loaves are at this moment cruising eastward over middle America. Recall that a six-month supply for deep freeze was being prepared. And since the current per-person consumption of bread due to its matchless airiness is eight and one-half loaves per day. Ah! Telefax to United Nations Food Organization. Geneva applauds your actions and stands ready to monitor the situation with hope of collaboration in endeavors not yet considered. I'm dead. You! You! Hold it! Flock of multiple urgents coming in. News liaison. Information bureau swamped with flying bread inquiries. Aeral express lines. Clear out airways or face lawsuit. U.S. Army. Why do loaves flame when hit by incendiary bullets? Oh, boy! U.S. Customs. If bread intended for export, get export license or face prosecution. Russian consulate in Chicago, advise on destination of bread lift. And some Kansas church is accusing us of a hoax inciting to blasphemy. But I'm not sure why. I am so dead. Roger Snedden, you brought the name of Puffy Loaf in front of the whole world, all right. Now do something about it. Oh, boy, this looks like the start of a real crisis session. Did you remember to bring spare batteries? Cameras! Red cameras here! Guaranteed to take a picture of objects moving rapidly through the sky! Cold cuts! Get ready for the sandwich of a lifetime! Cold cuts, special for today. Buy two pastrami, get your condiments for free. Bread nets, make sure you can catch your sandwich needs as they fly by. Buy one for the kitties. Tickets? Huh? Need a ticket? Come on over here, I'll get you set up with tickets. I got the 28th floor. 28th floor is very nice. 32nd floor here, I can get you higher than 28th floor. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, punk. How about the 40th floor? Huh? Huh? that too hot for you? Take that. Stay back. 
Whoa, um, fancy meeting you here, Mr. Rice. Fancy? We're 70 stories up. What sort of a coincidence is that? Get off my building. Hey, no worries. Just thought you could use a new can of oxygen. Uh-uh. I got plenty. Kidoki. Ah. Uh, uh, good. Breathtaking view from up here, eh? A confidential and reliable source has told this reporter that both the United States and Soviet tracking systems have mislaid triangulation of the errant herds of bread. They say it was misplaced when it flew into a storm generated by the Weather Bureau. Ironically, the government was trying to bring down the bread with this very storm. Funny how that happens. And now, kittens! You should be looking out for those damn things. Have you, uh, popped? Many? Don't talk me, boy. I'll take care of this little problem you served me with. I'll shoot down every last one before they involve my company in any more trouble. What if we, uh, need you inside? No bread inside. Hmm? Uh, that's not what I heard. What? Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, don't point that at me. Why not? You're the one who... Oh. Ah. Thank you for the distraction, ah. Roger. Ah. You can go inside now before yeah. you do yourself any harm. Uh, but... Bryce? We have all the medication he needs. The electroshock suite is prepped and ready. Hi, this is Arif Silverman, and I wanted to let you know that my radio play, Black Blade, is now available to stream on the Fantasy Network. The play chronicles the apex of a decades-long witch hunt and includes ancient forests, wyverns, and magic swords. A diverse cast of characters and team members tell a subversive, timely story about a world racked with political and environmental struggles. I hope you'll tune in. If you watch the birds behind me, you can see wide variations in their acceptance of these strangers in their midst. Despite several weeks now to acclimatise themselves, smaller birds such as the crested nuthatch tend to avoid the gently wafting oblongs, while larger birds, or flocks, seagulls in particular, have been known to attack. And there they go. Take cover. That was a good one. A loaf has to be pretty ripe before it will go up like that. Roger? Uh... I hear you in there. Are you going to make me drag you out? No. Is Grice all right? Yelling fit to bust. Screaming at everyone. So, back to normal? You bet. And he wants to see me? See is not the verb he's been using. Oh... Reports have been trickling down of the eastern block of millions of loaves of bread drifting down on the Ukraine. As the safety of the capitalist bread has not yet been established, truckloads of our own traditional and nutritious black bread have been dispatched to the area hardest hit. They will be offered at an equitable rate of exchange. Eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Good. Here. I'm short one. Do you have an extra floating loaf? Ah, duh. Here you go. 
And yes, it came to pass that in the very sky, yes, the blue firmament overhead, there appeared strange motes. And yes, these motes grew larger and larger, and the plastic wrapping caught the light of the great and fabulous sun. And we have with us the members of the ill-fated McCallum Expedition. Hello. Hey there. Thanks for having us on. And I understand you credit your survival after the avalanche blocked all routes of travel. And swept away our pack animals, don't forget. Right. After all that, you were left for three days? Without any food. And just snow for water. Well, yeah. But but we were just starting to, you know... Give each other the eye when... We were not. He was. Can I finish? After this commercial break, they'll tell the story of the heroic sacrifice of dozens of loaves of puffy loaf bread, saving these intrepid explorers' lives. I would never eat you. Listen to this. As a result of the worldwide publicity of the last three weeks... Puffy loaves are outselling fairy bread three to one, and that's just the old carbon dioxide stock from our freezers. It's almost exhausted, but the government, now that the Ukrainian crisis is over, has taken the ban off helium and will also sell a stockpiled wheat if we need it. We can have our walking mills burrowing into federal storage caves in a matter of hours. Really? It's all over? But that isn't all. There's a huge demand everywhere for puffy loaves that will actually float. Public Relations Child Liaison Division reports that kitties are making their mothers' lives miserable about it. If only we can figure out some way to make hydrogen non-explosive or the helium loaves float just a little. I'm sure we can take care of that quite handily. Puffy Loaf has kept it a corporate secret. Even the board has never been told about it. But just before he went crazy, our founder discovered a way to make bread using only half as much flour as we do in the present loaf. Using this secret technique, which we've been saving for just such an emergency, it will be possible to bake a helium loaf as buoyant in every respect as the hydrogen loaf. We'll tether them on strings and sell them like balloons. No mother-child shop team will leave the store without a cluster. Buying bread balloons will be the big event of the day for the kiddies. It'll make the carry-home shopping load lighter, too. I'll issue orders at once. Oh, excuse me, sir. If I seem to be taking too much upon myself. Not at all, son. Go straight ahead. You're doing a good job of (laughs) rising to the challenge, eh? Oh, Roger. Huh? Oh, Roger. My sweet little self-propelled monkey wrench. Looks like it's catching. Can robots fall in love? Let's give them some time alone. Circuit established silent mode. Good old Rosie. That makes another victory for robot-engineered unity. Though you almost gave us away at the start with that bread overhead jingle. Silly me! We've struck another blow against the next world war. Now if we can only arrange, say, a fur famine in Alaska, and a migration of long-haired Siberian lemmings across the Bering Straits. We'd have to swing the Japanese current up there so it would be warm enough for the little fellows. Anyhow, Rosie... With a spot of help from the Brotherhood of Business Machines, these humans will paint themselves into the Peace Corner yet. 
now that you know how to find us, don't be a stranger. We have enough of those already. Tonight's story, Bread Overhead, was adapted by Julie Hoverson from a story written by Fritz Leiber and published in 1958. The original story can be found on the Project Gutenberg website at www.gutenberg.org as having passed into the public domain. In tonight's production, Megara Winterly was Melissa Pang, Roger Snedden was Russell Gold, Phineas T. Grice was Glenn Hallstrom, Tin Philosopher was Jerry Bennett, and Rose Thinker was Chris Kepler. Also heard, Sharon DeLong, Steve Guy, Derek Cook of Mail Order Zombie, Jack Hosley of Wander Radio, Shelby McIntyre, Kim Poole of Warped Space, Ferguson of Cadaver Tracks and Spawn of Ferguson, Renaud LaBeouf, Master Payne, Ayub Cote, Brian Hendrickson, Frederick Greenhog of Radio Drama Revival, Danner Hoverson, Jerry Bennett, Jeff Pittman, Jeff Taylor, Sheila Conrad Sims, Mark Olson, Connor Olson, Brett Coolstock, Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard of Gypsy Audio, Terry Cooper, Ellen Vickery, J. Christopher Dunn, Mark Olson, Brody Walker of Rainbow Reel Cinema, and of course Julie Hoverson filling in the cracks. For a complete breakdown of who all these people were, please check out the episode page on our website. The music for this episode was by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. With the exception of the organ piece for Softly and Gently, Jesus is Calling, which is the words of music by Will Thompson in 1880, its public domain MIDI file altered by Bill McGinnis. The cover art for this episode was by Julie Hoverson. Sound effects were found on SoundSnap.com and Sonomic.com and OneSoundFX.com. Sound and mastering was done by Julie Hoverson. The opening theme was by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. The opening credits featured Cole Hornaday, Renaud LaBeouf, and Julie Hoverson. All persons, places, and events in this story were fictitious or used in a fictitious manner and are not meant to reflect any persons, places, or things, living, dead, or undead. Questions? Comments? We would love to hear from you. Contact us at 19nocturne at live.com. That's 19nocturne. Or check out our website at www.19nocturneboulevard.com. Or join us in the 19 Nocturne Boulevard Forum over at audiodramatalk.com. This presentation is copyright 2010 to Julie Hoverson and Reality Productions.